Parental discretion advised. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Geo's Passion, where some of the names have been changed to protect the innocent and not so innocent. Enjoy the ride. What's up, Geo's Passion Posse? GPP in the place to be. I'm bringing you this podcast studio from our GPP studios in North Tampa, Florida. Welcome to Geo's Passion. My name is Jack and I'm your host. So I hope everybody's doing well. And before we get into today's episode, I just want to let you know that I'm working on the Geo's Passion website. Geospassion.com. I had it up and running in the past, more of a blog style. But this time it's going to be more of a... Um, a podcast player and uh, archive type thing. So I uh, should have it running within a week or two. So keep your eye out for that, geospassion.com. Also, I just put out a, a new YouTube video and uh, on a cool shopping concept called Crate, K-R-A-T-E. It's in Wesley Chapel, Florida. Um, they convert old container, shipping containers into um, retail business. That's pretty cool. So check that out with the link in the description below. Also, I'm working to get Lee G to the studio. Lee G's relationship advice is something that many people need to hear. And you know how I like to change things up. I think it would benefit many people. And, uh, you know, even if they're trying to build or find a relationship or something like that, I'll let you know more when I lock in those dates. Also, um, I'm trying to get, um, I think her name is Tina. From um, Real Product Reviews, we're trying to do a collaboration on that too, uh, YouTube and uh, podcast, so we'll see what's up. And don't forget, if you have a good story and would like to be interviewed for the podcast, please, 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 please reach out to me and uh, we'll get it all together, all right? Sounds good. So today's episode, we're going to start with the administration is a mixed bag of nuts. Boom! Got high gas prices, which I've explained in the previous podcast, are not the Russians' fault. And rising inflation, slowing of the economy, and tough job market looks so good. Why does the job market look so good? Because more people have two jobs to pay for this mess that Joe Biden has given us. You got the unemployment rate is going down because if you have people working two jobs, that's more people working. But it's the same person working two jobs. So it's a mess, you know, and um, rising fuel, rising food costs and everything like that. And you sit back and you wonder what's going on. No baby formula for kids on the shelf. Have women stopped breastfeeding? I don't know. I don't know. (laughs) But like I said, look, things are crazy. All right. That's going to be a topic for another episode. I like to know because a couple of uh, maybe a year, two years ago, there were Instagram moms and all these famous uh, women who were bearing their breasts and showing the, uh, you know, the beauty of breastfeeding. So have mothers gone to the point where they don't breastfeed anymore? So I like to know that because, um, you know, you need to be doing that some more so that we won't have to deal with formula and um, problems with kids and these chemicals and, 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 you know, more kids nowadays have allergies than ever before. It's crazy. It's so crazy. So now yet the government has so much money that we're sending billions to the Ukraine, even with the highest inflation in 40 years, breaking another record at 8.6%. 
CNBC reported that with the new aid, the Biden administration has sent about 4.6 billion, 4.6 billion to Ukraine since Russia invaded in February, and that's according to Pentagon spokesman Todd Brazil. So let me get this right: we have people starving, not having enough money for gas to get to work, but we have 4.6 billion with a B to give to Ukraine since February. This is what you wanted. This is what you got. This is what you voted for. There was somebody who said that this would happen. I'm not going to mention his name. But some people can't stand him. They call him the ugly man with the orange hair. <laughs> the administration is pushing electric vehicles, but most people can't afford them. Who has $40,000 to put on a brand new Tesla or something else there? You know, how about this? Look, I got an idea with the money the U.S. has spent. To send to uh, Ukraine 4.6 billion They can purchase At $40,000 $115,000 electric vehicles For Americans That's not a lot Because we have millions of people In our country But Imagine if you give 115,000 people a, An electric car That would help them With the gas prices At the pump And it would help them Get off of fuel Dependency so, you know, or even one better, those $200 uh, gas vouchers or something like that that the states are giving, how about you give them a lease for $200 a month? Hmm. Well, maybe. You know how many people sign up for that? I think so. Their electricity might go up a little bit because they got to plug in the cars. But man, let me tell you, $200 you make, you're paying in, in fuel each month at a minimum, you're going to, you know, it's a wash because you have a $200 um uh, car payment lease so we'll see now of course you know biden's going to the g7 summit g8 summit uh begging russia and saudi to pump 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 well not russia so much but saudi arabia um and you know that's that's how they are man they're soft they're soft 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 and and again like i said you know we we should have expected this because the big bad ugly man said it was gonna happen i guess it did happen so lately, there's been a lot of controversy with the Supreme Court of the United States of America, and I'm here to break it down for you. So like I always say, <laughs> let's go! Woo! U.S. Supreme Court decisions have come down, and many people are unhappy and happy. Upset on both sides, happy on both sides, because depending on what their belief is, there's a good and a bad. Now, I found a good breakdown on the New York Times website, and I usually don't find good things on the New York Times website, but I will give them credit this time. They explained in some details the cases, and I'll just touch on the last three decisions. So, first one I'm going to touch on is school prayer. Kennedy versus Bremerton School District. The football coach at a public high school led prayer with players before and after the games. You see it in football fields. Uh, I've seen it all the time. The school district asked him to stop and the coach refused. He was then suspended. Some people think the school district was right to suspend the coach because of the First Amendment separation of church and state. Other people didn't think the district was right to do so because of the coach's right to free exercise of religion. Oh, man. But the coach won. SCOTUS. And for those of you who do not know what SCOTUS is, that's the, sec, um, the Supreme Court of the United States. Voted 63. The court ruled that a football coach at a public high school had a constitutional right. Remember the word constitutional. 
constitutional right to pray at the 50-yard line after his team's games. Constitutional rights. Talking about constitutional rights and non-constitutional rights. Case 2, abortion rights. In Dobbs versus Jackson, Women's Health Organization. The court ruled that a Mississippi law that bans most abortions after 15 weeks, which is three and a half months or just after the first trimester, is constitutional and overturned the constitutional right to abortion established by Roe versus Wade in 1973. Some of you are livid for this, and it's because you're uneducated. Should the Supreme Court overrule Roe should the Supreme Court overrule Roe versus Wade? The 1973 decision that established a constitutional right to abortion and prohibited states from banning abortion before the fetus can survive outside of the womb at around 23 weeks of pregnancy. So you say yes, so you say no. So this is the issue. This should never have been a constitutional decision. Nowhere in the Constitution does it talk about abortion and abortion rights. Again, remember the previous case. I told you think about constitutionality and that word. These were rights that are given to the states. And by their decision, the Supreme Court reverted to the states a ruling that should never have been brought up to the Supreme Court of the United States due to the lack of the constitutionality. Abortion is not a constitutionally protected right. Okay, now that's the rule of law on the federal side. So that's why the Tenth Amendment to the Constitution is so important. For those of you who do not know what the uh, Tenth Amendment to the Constitution, I'm going to break it down for you. And this is why the 1973 ruling was wrong, because the Tenth Amendment states the powers not delegated to the United States by the Constitution. The United States by the Constitution. So abortion is not a power delegated to the United States, to the federal government by the Constitution. Okay? So again, the power is not delegated to the United States by the Constitution or prohibited by it to the states are reserved to the states respectively or to the people. So which means it's state right. The issue of abortion and women's rights are not delegated by the Constitution and our state's rights issues, which means, you know, all this stupid protesting, it, it makes no sense because a lot of states that are pro-abortion will keep their pro-abortion status. New York, California, um, you know, some of the other ones in, uh, you know, in the blue states, they'll keep their pro, they'll keep their abortion, you know, because that's their state legislature. All right. Now, in my opinion, what a woman does with her body is between her, her doctor, and her God. Unless you're a healthcare worker and are mandated to get a vaccine to keep your job. Then, sarcastically, I guess at that point, women in healthcare don't have a right to their bodies unless they want to get fired from healthcare and the healthcare worker job. But I digress. I mean, you know, how come we didn't see protests on that issue if the issue is women's rights and their bodies? When nurses, doctors, PAs were getting fired because they didn't want to get the vaccine. Oh, oh, because it was a health issue. Some people say that the abortion is a health issue. Hmm. But I'm not going to, you know, do this debate right now. So now maybe we should have a hearing on the behavior of elected officials who are asking for civil unrest and hold them criminally and financially responsible when and if these illegal activities they are calling for take place. So you have people like um, Lori Lightfoot. You have people like Chuck Schumer. 
Um, you know, you have people like Maxine Waters calling for riots, calling for uh, taking up arms, calling for civil disturbance. I mean, come on, really? Just because the fact that you don't have any control or any power anymore over abortion, it reverts back to the states. And the states, it's actually better reverting back to the states because the people are in control of the policy. So if you live in a state that has uh, that abortion is illegal, you have the right to change that law based on your voting. Or if you live in a state that abortion is legal and you want to change that policy, you have the right as a citizens of these United States of America, based on the 10th Amendment, to vote and change that law. So this is actually a positive. It's not a negative. But then again, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? Now, again, talking about constitutionality, the Second Amendment it was the third case that I will be bringing up. In New York State Rifle and Pistol Association versus Bruin, the court ruled that the states with strict limits on carrying guns in public violated the Second Amendment. The uh, SCOTUS, I'm going to call it SCOTUS from now on, the SCOTUS ruled that the proper cause requirement prevented law-abiding citizens from ordinary self-defense needs from exercising their rights to keep and bear arms. The ruling authored by Justice Thomas said the Constitution protects an individual's right to carry a handgun for self-defense outside of his home or her home. We know of no other constant, and this is very important what I'm about to read. We know of no other constitutional right that an individual may exercise only after demonstrating to government officers some special need, Thomas wrote. All right. So this is I'm going to break it down. And 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 that opinion that was outstanding because it added to the validity of the, the ruling on the Second Amendment. Justice Thomas stated this to mean that the constitutional protections of the Second Amendment are not active after showing qualification for the right. So in other words, your right is initial and protected by the Constitution from the start. You won't say you have a freedom of speech only after you let me know what you're going to talk about and I approve. You understand? That's the same context as the Second Amendment uh, law in New York. It's like, yeah, you have a right to carry concealed weapon. Uh, only if you tell me, you know, um, how is it going to save your life or how is it going to affect you positively? Um, you know, only if. No, there are no only ifs. Um, New York requires a person to show a need for self-protection. Shit, the way this crime and, and crap is going in New York, that's a need alone. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So <laughs> they need, uh, I'm telling you, it, it's crazy. They need a need for self-protection. So it's, it's yeah, I know. It's a joke. It is a hilarious joke. So now, and that need for self-protection is in order to receive a license to carry a concealed firearm outside of the house. States like California, Hawaii, Maryland, Massachusetts, New Jersey, Rhode Island, and Delaware all require residents applying for concealed carry permits to demonstrate a justifiable need to carry a concealed weapon. Wow. And in her response to the SCOTUS decision, New York moron Governor Kathy Hochul stated the following. The U.S. Supreme Court's ruling striking down gun carry limits is frightening. Frightening. So the fact that legal gun owners, educated gun owners, will carry a weapon on them compared to just the perps who run the city and the state and stuff like that um, is frightening to her. 
And then she says it strips away the state's right to protect its citizens. You tell me what the hell is going on in New York State and New York City that the state has done to protect its citizens. It has no cash bail. It has a revolving door. You want to protect its citizens? Then change the crap and all the policies that you have up at the state level that allow this thing to take place. And all of a sudden, you'll see crime start going down because people are going to be like, oh, crap, I can't do this because I might end up staying in jail. Yeah. Okay. So you're not protecting the people, Governor. She states again, quote, this decision is just reckless. It's reprehensible. She said this. She said that this could place millions of New Yorkers in harm's way. And again, like I said previously, it won't change anything because crime in New York is up to record levels. And the biggest joke, in my opinion, was when she stated We do not need people entering our subways, our restaurants, our theaters with concealed weapons. She said, we don't need more guns on the street. But what she forgot to say was that a couple of months ago, there was a lunatic on the subway that put uh, tear gas and started shooting people. Okay. You mean to tell me that maybe if a concealed carry weapons holder was there and shot him. All right. and, And, and eliminated the threat. You think more people would not have been shot. More people's lives would have been saved. I think so. Okay. So that's the biggest joke entering our subways. She, she must be senile or have Alzheimer's because she doesn't remember what the hell happened. Okay. And remember, you have some of the toughest gun laws and that still happened. Okay. So really, really governor. Yeah. Okay. Whatever. Now the part that got me was talking about overreaching. She also stated that the people's rights have to be protected was taken away. The people's right to be protected was taken away. She said that. She stated our rights to have reasonable restrictions. Again, government restrictions out of her mouth. Governor Kathy Hochul from the state of New York. Our rights to have reasonable restrictions. Okay. We can have restrictions on speech. You can't yell fire in a crowded theater, but somehow there's no restrictions allowed on the Second Amendment. So she's an idiot. Okay, and then she says she finishes it all with, I'm sorry, this dark day has come. So she's comparing um, the reason why they they put, you know, yeah, you can't say fire. It's not a First Amendment protected um, uh, verbiage, language or, or statement because it can cause harm. It can kill people. All right. You can stampede and, and all of a sudden, you know, people can die. But she's saying that. <laughs> Our rights to have reasonable restrictions. So the government's rights to have restrictions on the people have been taken away. Yeah, you're damn right. We are the United States of America. So stupid, this lady. Now she's talking about legal language that they will implement to circumvent the Constitution and how disappointed she is with now allowing high capacity rifles to be in the hands of New Yorkers. Her problem is she doesn't understand the concept of carrying a concealed weapon. All right. When I carry a concealed weapon, I don't carry a rifle, you know, in a long coat in 95 degree weather in Florida. Okay. And the rules that are attached to that, she doesn't know anything. She doesn't understand anything. Again, these are the leaders that you New Yorkers have voted for. And though the city's population is large, this affects the rest of the state and the New York government's control over you. So these are the people you voted for. You voted for Kathy Hochul when you voted for Governor Cuomo, okay? Because she came as a package deal. Now, the SCOTUS voted 6-3 to three on that case, which is great, okay? So things are going to have to change in some of those states. 
because of the fact that is now it's uh, it's unconstitutional to do what they are doing, which which I love. I love it a lot. So we'll see what's up. So the feds raise rates. Yes, the feds raised its funds rate to three quarters percent last week, which really caused the market to go crazy. Crypto and stocks plummeted further into the red. I'll talk more about that during our finance segment, but uh, I'll give you some information on other things right now. You might be asking, what's the Fed's fund rate? Well, bankrate.com has an easy explanation. The Fed's fund rate is the Fed's main benchmark interest rate that influences how much consumers pay to borrow and how much they're paid to save, rippling through to influence yields on certificates of deposits, also known as CDs, CDs, (laughs) and savings accounts to credit card rates and home equity lines of credits, also known as HELOCs. If you're still not into stock or crypto and want to play it safe, or you're putting money away for your child from all the cash birthday gifts that they get, you know, that people give them. Um, you can play it safe by opening a savings account. Open a savings account in a bank. It gives you, you know, 0.85% uh, to 1.5%. Um, that money sucks. <laughs> you know, that percentage rate sucks. Now, you can do better. All right. You can do better. You don't have to take the risk of the stock market. You don't have to take the risk of crypto market. So what can you do? What you can do is put your money into an old savings mechanism that many of us my age not only knew about, but probably owned. Yes, yes, yes. The U.S. savings bond, especially the I-bond. What is the I-bond? I'm glad you asked. A savings bond that earns interest based on combining a fixed rate and an inflation rate. Series I savings bonds. The initial interest rate on new series I savings bonds is... 9.62%. Boom. What? 9.62%. The initial rate on the savings bonds. They're taxed by the feds, but not by the states, according to treasurydirect.gov, which is the website that you will be uh, going to to buy, to see the rates, and to see other stuff when it comes to the savings bonds. Again, series I bonds. And it's combining a fixed rate and inflation rate. Remember, we have the highest inflation rate in 40 years. 8.6% 8.6% plus the fixed rate. So that's a home run. And that rate is good through October 2022. They are taxed by the feds. Again, like I said, not by the states. But I'm not an accountant. I'm not a tax expert. So reach out to your accountant and find out what's up with that. Now, there are other caveats that affect withdrawals and balances. And those are I-bonds earn interest for 30 years. Okay. Unless you cash them first, you can cash, unless you cash them Unless you cash them first. Yeah. Oh, God. You can cash them after one year. But if you cash them before five years, you lose the previous three months of interest. So you're like, what the hell? Let me give you an example. And this is all from the um, treasurydirect.gov website. Um, very informative. It says, for example, if you cash an I-bond after 18 months, you get the first 15 months of interest. So instead of getting 18 months, they penalize you those three months. So you only get 15 months of interest. But still, 15 months of interest compared uh, at 9.62% compared to 0.85 or 1.5. Yeah, big difference. Big, big difference. So uh, so to me, at the end of the day, that makes more sense than putting your money in a bank again. You know, With I-bonds, you can also get them in paper form or electronic form. To me, electronic would be better because you don't have to worry about losing the paper. Uh, for years, I had paper and it, it was you know keeping them safe and, and, and away from you know stuff. It, it was always a, uh, a hassle. But again, for more information, visit treasurydirect.gov. 
gov treasury direct.gov that's the website gives you all the information you need and um you know get your money going in a safe way so now in sports my new york mets are currently in first place by five games over the atlanta braves with a record of 47 wins and 27 losses and this is a real positive sign especially since we are heading into the all-star break soon The 2022 All-Star Game will take place on Tuesday, July 19th at 4.30 p.m. at Dodger Stadium in Los Angeles, California. They'll have the uh, Home Run Derby and all that other stuff. So um, it should be good, 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 good stuff. Um, You know, I look forward to uh, not watching the game because I never do. Um, And then especially after what happened last year with Atlanta, um, with the voters' rights, the Major League Baseball took the uh, All-Star Game out of Atlanta and moved it to Colorado. Um, and Major League Baseball doesn't give a crap about the people of Atlanta because if they did, they would have left it there. They would have left the uh, All-Star Game in Atlanta so that the people in Atlanta could make money. All right. So the restaurants, the hotels, parking lots, you know, they can make money. But the Major League Baseball just wanted to play a political um you know, do something political so that they can quote unquote look good, but um, it, it hurt people. So, Major League Baseball, I don't watch the All Star games, I think it's all garbage. And you know, and the new uh, commissioner is an asshole, so he can go kiss my ass. But anyway, the uh, hometown Tampa Bay Rays are in fourth place by 12 and a half games behind the New York Yankees, who are in first. Their record is 40 wins and 32 losses. I went to the Rays game with my buddy, Leo. We saw the Pirates. We had a good time. It was my birthday, and the Rays gave me a birthday present by winning that game in the bottom of the ninth inning. Two outs and bases loaded. It was crazy. Crazy. I got a video on my social media. Um, Though the attendance wasn't full, it was better than last year against the Phillies. And I told Leo, I go, you know what's funny? Um, Last year we saw a Pennsylvania team. This year we saw a Pennsylvania team. So uh, they did take away a lot of things. You know, you don't have the people in the uh, the aisles yelling peanuts, popcorn, Stella beer, you know, stuff like that. Hot dogs. And they have everything is like a touch list. You order it. And it's almost like Wawa's. You order it and then uh, they bring it to you and stuff like that. So, um, but hey, you know, that's how it is. Now, uh, after beating the Rangers in their playoff series, the Tampa Bay Lightning lost the Stanley Cup Finals to the Colorado Avalanche. The Lightning ended the series with a two, to, two wins and four losses. But again, I will say for a hockey team in the Sunshine State of Florida, the Tampa Bay Lightning has an outstanding record of wins and championships. So thanks for a great, another great season. Because again, you know, you... We have two hockey teams in the state of Florida. The other ones are the Panthers in South Florida. And uh, I will say the Tampa Bay Lightning are better than even some of the older established teams because, you know, they've won so many championships. They won so many Stanley Cups. They made it to the finals so many times. So, um, you know, you got to shout them out because they're, they're a good team. So we'll see what's up next year. Oh, it's that time. Ha, ha, ha. Yes, according to AAA. So I, I will say I filled up today and um, it was $52 to fill up my tank. And that's because I was like on bare fumes. So, um, you know, I uh, that is a good savings. So, but according to AAA, the price of fuel in Tampa is currently an average of $4.59 and around $5.06 in the Bronx, New York, which is a big difference. 
Last week, gas in Tampa was an average of four seventy six, and in New York City it was five eleven. But remember, with all these high prices and inflation, we have extra money to send to Ukraine. Of course, we do. We have a we can send four point six billion to Ukraine. Now, the price of Bitcoin is currently around twenty thousand three hundred eighteen dollars, which is down a lot, and uh, it's been steady down. Uh, has some people saying the end of crypto is here. Ethereum is currently $1,163. Solana is $36.42. And Cardano is $0.47. Cents. To say I'm in the red is an understatement. <laughs> Let me say, uh, I might have to pick up a full-time job just to take a vacation. All right? Because it's like, whew. But, um, you know, things are cheap. Put a couple of dollars, dollar cost average, and try to build generational wealth. I'll be retiring in a couple of years for the second retirement. So we'll see what's up. Um, I don't know if I told you guys and gals, probably not. But last week I picked up five shares of JP Morgan, which will be paying a dollar per share dividend. Um, And they confirmed it today on CNBC and added to my Tesla position with Tesla tanking today and going down to six hundred ninety six dollars. That's a sale. Uh, Starbucks at $76.24 and finally JP Morgan Chase Bank $115.78 so right now the whole market is red and uh, I would say make sure you're going to invest in things that have a strong dividend and pay stock dividends to give you some money so even if it goes up it goes down it still gives you some extra money there you reinvest it and you build a snowball that way you can have uh, you know some money put aside in case of emergency or things like that. Um, and you can weather the storm. You know, you keep floating above the water, even if it's narrowly keeping you alive. But those dividends will help out a lot. So, um, again, I've said it before. If you're interested in starting to invest and looking for a platform, check out my Robinhood link in the description below um, or in the description period. If you set up an account, you get a free stock, and so do I. So let's build gener- 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 generational wealth together. Because this is how it starts. Um, if I would have done this when I was younger, whew, forget about it. Let me tell you. If I would have known the things I knew now when I was younger about being an entrepreneur, about uh, investing in real estate and stuff like that, I think I would have taken life maybe a little bit more serious. And I would have worked a little harder. Because I used to work hard, yeah. But... I think I would have worked even harder and, and, and educated myself better in certain things to, um, to you know, to figure out what the, uh, the rich people do to make a lot of money. So, but hey, that's life you live, you learn. But I pass it down to my, um, my boys and um, other family members and they're doing well. So, you know, little by little. The, uh, we always hope to have the uh, generation behind us do better than we did so that's how life is now the housing market and my personal experience with selling my townhouse i finally put it on the market about 10 days ago after two days on the market i received an offer and it fell through due to the buyer's financing so there's issues starting to come up with buyer financing and um you know the the, the higher the mortgage rates are the uh, loan to value loan to debt and you know it's 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 gonna affect a lot of people. Um, I put it back in the market, and I've had about five showings. It's been very slow, in my opinion. Um, you know, I might have to end up renting it, which I don't want to do. But you know, that's life. <laughs> but like I say, I say at least I have the 
you know, the additional uh, home for an investment. You know, that's always good to have. Um, the report of May new home sales was up 10.7%, which knocked down the past four months of declines. And, you know, even with that jump of 10.7%, June, you'll see as June's coming to an end, um, things pretty much tanked a lot. They tanked a lot because um, I'm getting emails from builders on new home starts that, you know, that are down fifty, sixty, seventy thousand dollars $70,000. You know, I get them every week and I'm like, wow, I'm starting to see, really, really see the difference of the, uh, of the market. So the uh, mortgage rates were up slightly to uh, 5.81%. And I think it actually even went to uh, 5.82% today. Um, which over a year ago, the average 30-year rate was 3.02%. So if you had a 30-year fixed mortgage last year at this time, it was 3.02%. I was lucky that I locked in a 4.85% uh, when I moved to uh, North Tampa. So that definitely, you know, it's it's not as expensive as the 5.81%, but it's more expensive than the 3.02%. And the average rate on a 15-year fixed rate mortgage popular among those refinancing their homes rose to 4.92% from 4.81% last week. Uh, a year ago, that rate was 4.34%. So hang in there, put some cash aside for the coming discounts. Um, and like I said, I mean, you know, things are crashing, but it's not going to be like 2008. It's going to be more of a steady slowdown. Um, and Jerome Powell said it. He goes, hey, for you millennials, who want to buy a house, just give it a little bit. Prices will go down. Um, interest rates will go up. People, less people are going to buy. Supply lumber has dropped 50% in the past couple months. So that means the price of lumber has gone down. So the price of homes is going to go down. People are not buying as much. So the supply and demand issue, you know, supply is going to be up there and demand is going to be down. So the prices are going to come down. And again, with the, the mortgages going up, if you don't have a lot of money for a deposit, um, you know, that might hurt you. But put your money away so you can get some good sales. So, um, yeah, well, that's 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 what's up with us. So I hope everybody enjoyed themselves today. Um, I hope you had a good time. And, um, you know, I really, really, really appreciate you all. And uh, that's this episode. So uh, I'll be working on the next one coming up soon. And we'll see what's up. All right. Love you guys. Well, everybody, I hope you enjoyed this podcast episode of Geo's Passion and the Geo's Passion Posse. Shout out to you guys and gals. Uh, don't forget to follow, subscribe to the podcast, no matter what listening platform you're on. We're on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Anchor, and many more. Don't forget to follow Geo's Passion on the social media scene with Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and my YouTube videos. I'm working on getting 2,000 subscribers and followers. I am almost there so hook a brother up all right let's build geo's passion and the geo's passion posse together i thank you all and remember like i always say some names have been changed to protect the innocent and not so innocent enjoy the ride <laughs> i'm jack i'm your host and i'm out peace Woo! let's go